G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you here listening today. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really, my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, we enter the first part of our Christmas series. And Merry Christmas. We can't wait to join with you in this season at Beyond Church. And I sit down with Chris Podlick and we talk through the first part of a message series called The Unsettling Solution for Just About everything. We can't wait to let you know what that solution is and get into part one of this conversation. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Chris, ready for Christmas season. I know you're ready and we'll talk about that in a second, but Chris, I know you're a massive fan of Christmas. A big fan. Um, Now, Look, we could we could tie in question one, but I um you know you posed a question kind of on the on the weekend about you know what do you think of when you think of Christmas, and for me I actually think of Chris Podlick's Instagram stories. Now, for anyone who might not follow you, um, Chris, what what's the Instagram tradition? Because I've seen it a couple of times now. I just so obviously December first is the first day that is appropriate for you to put up your Christmas tree. Controversial in our. Controversial, I know, um, but that's my stance. I'm sticking to it. And um, yeah, on December 1st every year, I put up an Instagram story. uh, And my goal every year is just to be able to help a little bit more with the process of putting out the tree. Um, My wife, Em, people know, is very um, particular about color schemes and how things look. And I have been trying for years to be able to help more and more and more with the tree putting up process unsuccessfully. Um, and so this year I made a little bit of progress. I was allowed to help fluffing the leaves and I, but I found out that wasn't, you can't fluff leaves because apparently Christmas trees are pine and they have needles. Um, but you know, I help, I help in other ways. Like I set the mood with the music. I set the mood with some, you know, Christmas candles that smell of hot cocoa and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad it's bringing some entertainment to you. Yes, I'm loving it, Chris. And um, I mean, look, is that the first thing you think of when you think about Christmas? Which I'm straight into our questions because you know, obviously, it's something that's on the forefront of your mind. But what what else are you thinking about when uh, when Christmas season rolls around? Yeah, I kind of said this on the weekend, and I um, I, I get that I'm a pastor, so I'm a little bit weird to begin with. But at Christmas, I kind of just think of the idea that you know. I just can't understand why everyone wouldn't want Christianity to be true. Mm. Um, and and I, I understand that there are a lot of people who don't believe it's true. Um, maybe they need more information or maybe they're, they're not sure about the resurrection. But the thing that I struggle with is, is people who, who look at the version of Christianity that they've been presented and they don't want it to be true. Because there's a difference between I don't want it to be true and, and I don't believe it to be true. Mm. And I think at Christmas, we get this glimpse into the original version of Christianity, this glimpse into um, really what Christianity is all about. And so for me, what comes to mind is I just don't understand why people, if they got the original version, why they wouldn't want it to be true. Mm. Yeah, well, that's deep, Chris, because like when I think of Christmas, Mm. I think of family dysfunction and, you know, like lots of Mm. lots of going around between different families. Um, maybe some people resonate with that more than others, um, but you know That's it's it's generally fair. a pretty stressful time. I mean, I'm trying, you know, try to enjoy it, but it's uh, not by nature a joyful time, I guess. 
Yeah, no, and that's that's totally fair for a lot of people. I think for a lot of people, um, the word that I would use is it feels like a marathonic sprint. Yes. It's just you start early in the morning and you just eat as much food as you can and it <laughs> feels like a marathon, but at the same time, you're sprinting as hard as you possibly can mm. um, throughout the day to get to all the commitments. And yeah, I get it. By the end of the day, you probably had some fights. You feel terrible because you've eaten a lot of food. And it's just not a good time. You need Boxing Day to recover. It's so true. It's so true. And a couple of days of cricket afterward. Um, oh, yeah. Wow, which is just wonderful. But, um, Chris, I guess we're going to talk about, you know, the whole the whole reason behind Christmas. And and um, I want to unpack what, what that is, all right? Like, we, we talked about it on mm. the weekend. But um, we, we kind of talked about how grace is so central to this idea of not just Christmas, but the whole Jesus story. And I was wondering what you, yeah. if you could explain grace, because grace means so many different things to a lot of different people. And I was wondering if you could just give us the straight up, like, what do you think grace is? And why are you convinced that it is the solution to just about anything, which is what this series is all about? Yeah. So really simply, if you've, you know, don't have a lot of experience with grace, you want like a kind of sticky thought or kind of definition of grace. I kind of land on it's the undeserved, unearned, unearnable favor of God. So undeserved, unearned, unearnable favor of Mm. God. And so that's kind of in short what grace is and, and why I'm convinced it's a solution to just about everything. First of all, is because grace can only be experienced in the context of relationships. Um, you can't, grace doesn't exist outside of relationships. Um, but more than that, grace is that thing that when our guilt is exposed, when we've done something wrong, it's the thing that we hope that other people give us, but it's also the thing that we struggle to give to others when they've hurt us or hurt someone we love. Um, And so grace is this kind of weird thing because it it exists in relationships, but it only exists when there's an imbalance. Mm. Like grace can't exist when it's completely equal. Grace always has to exist when there's an imbalance. And for you, for, or for me, it can only be applied to me when I'm actually in the negative side of the ledger of that Mm. relationship. Um, And the second that, that, I think I've deserved grace or I've earned grace. Well, all of a sudden it's not grace anymore. And so grace is kind of this thing that I think for a lot of people, even if you look at the world religions today and spirituality, there's kind of this thought of like, I want to become the best version of me, or I want to connect with the universe, or I want to connect with God. And so kind of implicitly in this, there's this acknowledgement that, hey, there's an imbalance between either me and myself, uh, me and God. And the solution is either either we figure it out ourselves or grace stands in the gap and God does something to restore that relationship. Yeah, wow. That's um that's pretty cool. I like the uh alliteration, undeserved, unearned, unearnable favor that Jesus mm. came to offer us. And um, I guess, you know, Jesus being so central to that message of grace, I I wonder, Chris, how did Jesus model grace actually while he was on earth, like, you know, in, in his interactions with people, but also like a couple thousand years on, how, how does that work for us? Like, how does grace be, how can it be extended to us? Like, you know, today, 21st century Australia. Yeah. Well, one of the, um, I think in general sense, it's really, you know, we could look at specific moments in Jesus's life, but I think in a more general sense, um, 
John talks about the idea that Jesus came in grace, all grace and truth. So a full measure of grace and a full measure of truth, which meant that he called things what it was, but then he invited people to follow him. And, and how you saw that over and over and over again in Jesus's life is Jesus lent in to unrepentant people or pre-repentant people is another way of looking at it. So mm. people who hadn't acknowledged God, people who hadn't acknowledged their own sin, people who hadn't acknowledged that, that there was a gap in between them and God, they just loved being around Jesus and they kept leaning into Jesus all the time. And, and I would say it's because what they saw in Jesus was this grace that they, they wanted, this, this complete and total acceptance uh, even though they didn't have a name for it yet, Jesus would often kind of go around and and just call things what it was. He would call sin, sin. Um, he would call sinners, sinners. And then he would say, hey, we should go eat together. Um, and so for us today, how we can extend grace, I think it's, I think it's to first and foremost uh, recognize that it's the thing that we want the most, but the thing that we're so hesitant to extend. And so if we're hesitant to extend grace to others, uh, I think the best way for us to um, be thinking of a particular that with relationship stuff, I get messy around this one, that anytime, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to extend grace. I don't know if I, it's fair. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if I should do that is to think of if I was in this situation, would I want grace extended to me? Mm. And the answer is pretty much always yes. <laughs> That's right. And so then our responsibility is to extend that today. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, um, you know, like tying in from our start of our conversation, Chris, about like, you know, Christmas is a in pretty intense time, like for, for whatever reason that, um, you know, that is for you and your situation. It's, um, mm. it's one that we want to have a lot of grace between us. And I, I'm assuming a time we want to receive God's grace as well. And I guess, Chris, you might have already um, touched on this a little bit, but what's one way we can really embrace grace, whether it's giving or receiving um, this Christmas season, because it's something I think we all, we all really need to kind of think about from the start of December preparing for Christmas. Oh man. Yeah. Look, I, I totally agree. And I think for me, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is the idea that when I look at my life, uh, and the more I'm, I get really honest with myself, the more that I just recognize that, that I'm in need of grace in so many ways on a daily basis. Um, but when, the second I start to look up and look at the situation of others, that's when I start to read into the situation. Oh, and they could have been better or they should have done this or they should have said that or they really, if they knew or if they'd replied in this way. And that's when I start to kind of be hesitant to extend grace. So I think mm. that the place we have to start is to start with our recognition that, hey, I'm just as much of in need of grace as I am now, as I ever will be. Um, and there's areas in my life that, that I need grace. And just because someone needs grace in a different way doesn't make me better, um, doesn't make me worse. Um, but to recognize that if I first and foremost need grace, then, then who am I to be the arbiter of grace to others. Mm. Um, and so I think that, yeah, the first place I would begin this Christmas season is to looking and examining our own lives before Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Chris, that's uh, really clearly put. And I'm, I'm excited to see grace extended and received so much within our community and people um, this Christmas season. It's such a timely message. And 
and it also just encapsulates the entire gospel message of why Jesus came to the earth in the first place. Chris, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great place to um, to start this whole conversation. What's to look forward to for the rest of this series? Because we've got two more parts before Christmas. Oh, we do. Look, we've got Jason Perkins coming up in Come part on. two, which is always a good time. I love yeah. Perko. And um, Perko is going to talk about the subject that God failed at school, which <laughs> I just think is unique anyway. Yeah. So... We're going to talk about, or Perko will be talking about a Christmas equation. There's a Christmas equation that we all have. Maybe we just don't know it. And um, and it's something that kind of infects our thinking. And so we're going to look at that and explore that next week. And then in part three, I'm going to jump back in and uh, and finish this up for the year, actually, before our Griffin community carols. And uh, we're going to look at really how grace is our invitation to be amazing uh, at mm. Christmas time and how we can, and, and how listeners can be amazing this Christmas yeah so good so much to look forward to um outside of christmas so much to to be anticipating um heading into that season so i'm so excited thank you so much chris um thank you so much for jumping on the beyond the message podcast and we'll see you back in part three can't wait